Welcome, and thank you for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. With extensive spiritual experience, the Archbishop uncovers the key ways to overcome the enemy's plans to destroy our confidence in God. This message gives divine strategies to become fully persuaded by the Word and to strengthen your faith. Stay connected with prayer resources by clicking the link and becoming a podcast patron. And join us in person at the Global Prayer Summit 2022 on the 13th to the 16th of July in Maryland, USA. Register now at ndwministries.org. Know by faith that this is God's word of empowerment for you today. Be encouraged as you listen. What the enemy is interested in is your faith. That is what he wants. That was what he wanted of Job. Yeah. The devil went to God. And the interesting thing, which all of us must be careful of, including myself and everyone in authority or has power and influence, is be careful that people don't manipulate you and use you and move you to use your influence, your power, your authority, or your wealth against innocent people. The thing that amazed me was when God said to the devil, though you move or provoke me to destroy Job without a reason. And I've come to the realization over the years, I began preaching at the age of 20. This year, by God's grace, I'll be preaching for 45 years. And I've seen the enemy play a lot of games. And one of the games he plays is he will always position people around you to manipulate you, to provoke you, to move you, to destroy others. And I've seen it happen to me over the years in ministry and in politics. I remember one time Dr. Morris Rello, one of my fathers in the faith, was coming to see me. And people went to America and told him all kinds of things about me in those days and told him, don't go to that Duncan Williams guy. He's dead. He's that. He's that. So we had a meeting and he called me and he said, son, what's going on? I'm hearing all kinds of things. And I said, Papa, you know better than I. You've been in ministry for 65 years and you know what the devil does and what people do. Satan is doing his business. And I said, but you, got to, you have to descend. You have to check it out for yourself and you have to decide what to do. And he told the guy who was planning the program, Paul, he said, we are going with Duncan Williams. And it was the most successful meeting they ever had here in Ghana. But before then, people went out there to slander me, say all kinds of things about me. And I said, Papa, I don't have any explanation. I have nothing to say. You, you, you have to make the decision. You got to check it out for yourself. And, and the enemy, that is him there. That is Papa with me out there. You know, the enemy is so good. He's so good to slander the accuser of the brethren. You are either an accuser or an intercessor. Satan is so good at accusing, undermining, and to slander others, innocent people. I'm telling you, there was a time there was a president in this country, myself and some men of God from outside came, we went to visit him, and he was very hostile towards me, sweet and nice to everybody else, very hostile towards me, didn't even acknowledge him, me. This is a guy that prayed for many years, even when he was in opposition, prayed for him, come visit me many times, were that close, visit me and all that. He was so hostile. And after 
when we're leaving his office, every, I, I allow everybody to go, and I cornered him, and I said, Mr. President, what's going on here? I said, Mr. President, I didn't even allow security. I said, Mr. President, something is wrong. What's happening? I don't like your countenance towards me. And I said, something is not right. He said, you are right about it. I'm very upset with you. And I said, talk to me, Mr. President. If you're upset, talk. And he told me, and I found out that somebody that was so very close to me in my church went to slander me, went to lie, and said I was praying for the then opposition. And I said, Mr. President, it is true. I pray for the opposition, and I pray for government. What is right? I said, I prayed for you when you were in opposition. So why are you angry with me? Yeah, it's the truth. I pray for government. I pray for opposition. That's what the Bible said we should do. First Timothy 2. First Timothy chapter 2, from verse 1 going down to verse 4. And I said, yes, it's true. I pray for the opposition. Just as I pray for you when you were in opposition. So what's your problem? He said, you know something? You're right. You're right. I said, Mr. President, you're better than this. And I walked off. I just walked off. I exhort, therefore, that first of all supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, irrespective of their religious background. For kings, for all that are in authority. And if we do that, we will live a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. That is the only way godliness and honesty and peace of any country is maintained when prayers go up for those in authority. Not when we criticize them, for it is written, speak no evil of the ruler of my people. The Bible didn't call us to speak evil of rulers. He didn't call us to criticize people in authority, but he said, pray for them. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. Are you hearing me? Who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That is the God we serve. We are not anointed to attack and criticize people in authority. That's not my assignment. The pulpit is not to attack leaders or to criticize leaders. It's to pray. And if you believe in God, then pray. Amen. Come with me, please. To Luke chapter 21, verse 26. Luke 21, 26. Thank you. Men's hearts failing them for uh -huh. fear. Uh-huh. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Uh -huh. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Even the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And he said, man's heart failing them for fear. For fear. There's fear. There's fear. And fear is a spirit. There's a spirit of fear released against the children of light. And it's against our faith. To cause us to doubt everything we believe and we stand for, and we know. To begin to question the integrity of God's word, to begin to say, does the word of God works? Yes, it works. Yes, it does. Job 13, 15. Job 13, 15. Job 13, 15. I don't know what you're dealing with, but the enemy wants your faith. Go ahead. Though he, Though he slay, slay me, uh -huh. yet will I trust in him. Uh -huh. But I will maintain my own ways before him. I will maintain my ways before him. Keep faith in God. Don't lose your faith in God. Because if you lose it, 
you have nothing. You see, here was Job. He lost 10 of his children. One day, he went to bed, financial mogul, a father of 10, woke up broke, lost everything, bankrupt, and lost seven sons and three daughters one day. And for nine months, he cursed the day he was born. He complained about everything. He stopped praying. Somebody said, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. Hear me. There's always a prayer you haven't yet prayed. If you think you prayed, I dare you, there is, there is one more prayer. There is a prayer you haven't yet prayed. And for nine months, Job complained about everything. He stopped praying because there come a time when you question your own faith. I'm telling you, 2015, I said, God, what's going on here? Why this? Why that? And demons began to speak and whisper. Change the title of the program. Don't use prayer works. Because it's prayer works. How do you explain what you are dealing with? Tell us. Give us some explanation. I need no other argument. I need no other it is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. Go ahead. My faith has found a resting place, not in device enough that Jesus died for me shed his blood I need no other argument I owe you no explanation whatsoever I have no answers for anything there come a time and a day when you just have to keep your peace stand your ground hold your grounds keep faith in God and let God be God Psalm 131 verse 1 Psalm 131, verse 1. Lord, my heart is not haughty. Yes, yes. Nor my ears lofty, my uh -huh. eyes lofty. Uh -huh. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters uh -huh. or in things too high for me. Hear me. There are things too high for you and I. I began preaching at the age of 20. I've been preaching up to this year for 45 years. And there are matters that are still too high for me. It's not everything I try to exercise myself in. There are some things I don't touch it. I walk away from it. And I said, God, it's only time. 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 Time has a way of explaining things we can't understand right now. 
And I know that by and by, when we see Jesus, we'll understand better. There's a song that when we started, we used to sing at SU. By and by. You know the song? We will understand it better by and by. Yeah, by and by. There are things we'll understand better by and by. When I was growing up as a kid, my dad used to say, son, I have things to tell you, but you can't handle it now. And I used to say, dad, just tell me. I need to know. He said, you can't handle it. Yeah, you grow. You grow to a point of understanding. But right now, if I tell you, you can't handle it. You can't deal with it. Yeah. And Job, Job, for nine months, he grieved. He had negative emotion, roller coaster emotions. But one thing he did not do, he didn't curse God. He didn't doubt his faith in God. He said, though, even if God slays me, even if God is responsible for this grief and pain and adversity that has come my way, yet I will not doubt him. I will still maintain faith in God. Where is your faith? Don't let anything take your faith from you. Because when you lose your faith, that's you. That's the end of you. You have nothing when you lose your faith. For the Bible said, watch this. He said, for without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can't please him. But as long as you have faith, no matter what you encounter, you will still be pleasing in his sight. And look at the scripture carefully. If you look at it, Hebrews 6. Hebrew, Hebrews 11. And listen to what he said. He said, he that comes to God. He that comes to God must believe. Must believe that he is. Must believe. Not must doubt. Not must question God's integrity or God's word, but must believe that God is. And that is a rewarder. Of a rewarder of them, of them that, that diligently seek, seek A rewarder. God is a rewarder. I proclaim that if you maintain your faith, you will receive your reward. The Bible said, cast not therefore away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. The Bible said, if you faint not, you shall reap. If you faint not, you shall reap. When the enemy attacks your faith and you compromise and give in to the fiery darts and you be of the enemy and you begin to doubt the integrity of God's word and question the scriptures, you are finished. I'm telling He wants us to doubt everything that has brought us that far. He wants us to doubt everything that has made us who we are. But we refuse to doubt God. We refuse to question the word of God. We refuse to blame God. We will not doubt him. Job did everything, but he won't curse God. Then there was one thing he, did, he never did. He stopped praying. He stopped praying. There come a time when the devil will tell you, stop all this prayer, 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 prayer. All this prayer. You see, you see prayer is the highest expression of faith. So when you lose your faith, you stop praying. When you see people, stop praying. When you see somebody who used to pray and they stop praying, it's a problem of faith. Yeah. Their faith is diminishing. Their faith is going down. He lost everything. And he lost even his friends. And every now and then when a leader or a believer goes through challenges and adversities and crises of life, the first thing we do is confess. What is it that you've done wrong? And the Bible said that Job was the righteous man on the earth. He was the most righteous man on the earth. There was no man righteous like Job. And yet, 
And yet, and yet, he was not spared. He had to go through a test. You hear me? It doesn't matter how brilliant you are, how much you're on top of your class, you still have to go through examination. And hear me? Whether you pass the exams or not has everything to do with what you do, with what you were taught, and what you've learned before the exam day. And when things hit us, God is telling us, go back to everything I've taught you. Go back to the word. The shield of faith. The shield of faith. To quench the fiery darts. He will throw things at us. My faith has come under so much fire. My God, over these few years, months and weeks, there were days when I walked with tears flowing in my eye and I couldn't hold it. I couldn't control it. And I wasn't trying. The tears were flowing. And I was trying to stop the tears. And it wouldn't stop. And it kept flowing. And I'll come and preach and bless people. And I'll go home crying. Because of unanswered questions. I'm trying to make sense of things. And I say, God, but you said this. But the word said this. So why is this? And there is silence. I don't hear anything. It's like, I don't owe you any explanation. You either believe or you don't believe. You either believe that I'm God and I'm faithful and I'll do what I said and I will honor my word and I'll fulfill my promise. You either believe what I told you yesterday or you don't believe. Stop coming to ask me, am I sure of what I said? Don't ask me anything. Paul went to God three times and he said, take away this thorn in my flesh. Three times he prayed. And the Lord said to him, Paul, you have enough grace to deal with this. Don't come here again and talk to me about this situation. You have the capability. I've given you enough grace. You will finish your course and your race with or without this thorn. You will finish your course. Fight the good fight of faith. And Paul at the end said, I've finished my course. I fought the fight of faith. I've kept the faith. Tell somebody, keep the faith. You know, Job did everything, but one thing he didn't do, he didn't do one thing, he didn't pray for his friends. You see, these were the friends that betrayed him. These were the friends that slandered him. These were the friends who turned on him. These were the friends who misunderstood him. These were the friends who betrayed his confidence. These were the friends that spread all kinds of speculations and lies about him. And the Bible said that Job prayed not for himself. Look at it, Job 42 verse 10. He didn't pray for himself. He prayed for his friends. He prayed for his friends. What did he do? He prayed for others. He interceded for others, not for himself. Even though he was bleeding and hemorrhaging, he came to the place of understanding that this is not about me anymore. Let me pray for others. And it was when he prayed for others, God said, now you've come of age. Now that I see that there is no bitterness in you, now that I see you're not angry, now that I see you're not upset with those who have offended you and wronged you, now that you've come of age and there is no bitterness, unforgiveness and pain and resentment in you, towards your friends, I will turn your captivity around. 
Look at Job 42.10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job mm -hmm. when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. You see, God turned it. You know why it was turned? Because he didn't lose his faith. Faith will always come back. Faith will always bring about restoration. He kept his faith. He maintained his faith in God. And God said, because you trusted me, even in difficult, trying times, and you passed the test, I will give you twice as much as you had before. He lost ten children. Seven sons, three girls, and God gave him back ten. He didn't give him 20 kids. That would have been too much to carry. And he didn't give him two wives because the wife didn't die. Tell to someone, say, my wife will not die. Yeah. God said, with everything Job is going through, at least I'll preserve the wife for some comfort. I mean, amen. And God gave him twice. Because he didn't lose his faith. David lost four of his kids, but still maintained faith in God. He didn't lose his faith. He still believed God, irrespective. He believed God. And years after, they called Jesus the son of David. Jesus the son of David. They didn't say the son of Abraham, or the son of Isaac, or the son of Jacob. They said the son of David. Even though he lost 10 kids, he still believed God. I was in mission to London some years ago when the news came that Dr. Morris Rello has lost his son. He had taken his life and lost it. And he didn't cancel the meeting. We went on. He flew to the U.S., buried the son, and came back to mission to London to finish the meeting. And I was sitting there, a young preacher, and I watched him, the way he preached. And I said, what manner of man is this? What makes a man, what makes a man kick like this? What makes a man so annoying that in the face of adversities of life, he stands strong? And I learned a lesson, and I said to myself, young preacher, learn, learn fast. And then T.L. Osborne, when I went into heaven, they showed me the city of T.L. Osborne. They said, that is the city, not a mansion, but the city of T.L. Osborne. That is me and T.L. Osborne, my grandfather in the faith. When he came to Ghana, he was praying for me before he left. And this was the last time I saw him. After this, he never came back again, and he passed and went to eternity. And they said, that is the city of T.L. Osborne. And I said, that is my grandfather in the faith. He lost his only son. His only son, who should have inherited him, he lost him. And he still preached. At this time, that is Ora Robert. Lost a lot of his son. That is Ora Robert, the wife, myself. Years ago, at the airport, they came to church here. That, that is me. That is his wife. And that is Ora Roberts. Hear me, church? These fathers went through it. What is it that you've been through? How come you are doubting the word of God and questioning the faith and questioning your faith and doubting the scriptures? You have no right to doubt the word. You don't have any choice. There's no other way. There's no other alternative. It's either God or nothing. You either believe or you don't believe. There's no middle ground. 
Somebody say all things are possible. Talk to me. Say all things are possible. Come on, somebody say all things are possible. Say it. Say all things are possible. Come on, say it. Say it. All things. All things are possible. Say all things are possible to him that believes. Sometimes, sometimes Rosa will say to me, I don't know how you do it. And Bishop Obodah, I sometimes know what I deal with. I'll be going through it. And Sunday morning I come here and I preach out my heart and I bless everybody. And I go back with tears in my eyes. And I say, God, when? Because I wasn't called to come and preach my pain. I was called to preach the word. And woe is me if I preach not the word. I have no other choice but to preach the word of God. And I can't allow my personal test and adversity to stand in the way of the word. And in the way of your blessing. Are you hearing me? Somebody say, I hear you. Because Job didn't give up on his faith. And he maintained his faith in God. Something turned when he prayed for others. When you're going through it, pray for others. When you are in pain, pray for others. When you are misrepresented, pray for them. You know, that's what Jesus did on the cross. When they criticized him and they said, if thou be the son of God, come down this time around. Prove that you are the son of God. Hear me? Every now and then, situations will come up that will demand for you to explain yourself. And to justify yourself, to say something, you have nothing to explain. You have nothing to say. No comment. I was in London a few days ago and somebody called me and said, Papa, what do you have to say about this thing we are hearing? And I said, no comment. No comment. No comment. I understand that I don't understand. And I don't exercise myself in matters that are above me. I have no comment. I'm not going to try to explain anything. No comment, period. No comment. And I called one of my children and I said, if anybody asks you anything about this matter, say no comment. And when Job prayed, look at, look at, the, third, look at the 12 and the 13 verse of Job 10. Look at it. Job 42. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Can I prophesy to somebody that your ladder will be greater than your past? Can I prophesy to somebody that your tomorrow will be better than your today? Oh, your ladder will be better and greater. Tell somebody, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, I might be going through now like a woman pregnant. I'm carrying this baby and this pregnancy is tough. It's a very complicated pregnancy. I, I feel some way I can't sleep and lie on my back or on my side. It's very uncomfortable. Sometimes I learn women even have taste to eat dust. Dust. They have this strong desire to eat dust. They go through things they can't explain because of what they're carrying. You can't force it to come. You just got to endure. Today, we don't know anything about long sufferings. Not just patient. Long world suffering. You talk about learning long suffering. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm learning long suffering each day. Each day, I'm learning it. 
I'm learning long suffering by the things going on all around me. I have to learn long suffering. When I can't make sense of certain situations, I have to learn to endure. For he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Today we don't know anything about endurance and long suffering. We want answers for everything. God doesn't owe us any answers. And you know something? I said the other day, I have a lot of questions on my mind for the Lord Jesus. And the day I see him on the other side, when he comes again, I will ask him some things. Not right now. Right now, I'm just going to endure it. I'm going to walk through it, and I'm going to believe until I see him. And the day I see him, I will say, Lord, Lord, help me. Help me make sense of this and that. Why this and that? And I believe I will understand by and by. But until then, I'm going to keep my faith alive. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep trusting him. Look at the 13th verse of Joseph 42. He had also seven sons and three daughters. Uh -huh. God gave it back to him. Look at, I think we've seen the 15th verse. Eh? I think that is it. Yeah, 14 yeah. describe the children. Uh -huh. 14, yeah. Right. 14. All right. Keeping too much of time, we can leave it and move on. Hallelujah. Go to Ephesians 6.18. But realize that the change and the turnaround came when you pray for others. Sometimes it's so hard. It's so difficult for, for us to pray for others. And to pray for the children of others. And to pray when we are going through it. And to pray for those who use us, exploit us. They exploit, they use us emotionally. They manipulate us. Use us emotionally, mentally, financially. Taking advantage of us. Yeah, yeah. Job prayed for them. Job interceded for them. And because he didn't hold it against them. Because he, he wasn't bitter. Because he wasn't bitter and offended and hurt. But he prayed. There was no resentment in him towards them. He just prayed for them. The Bible didn't tell us the kind of prayer he prayed. But he prayed for others. And it was then God turned the circumstances and the tables in his favor. God stepped into the equation and said, now you've come of age. Now I can trust you. What you've lost, you can have it back. I declare that every grounds you have lost, you are recovering it in the name of Jesus. Every ground lost to the enemy, you are recovering it financially, spiritually, emotionally. In the name of Jesus, every ground loss is being recovered. If you believe it, put your hands together and say yes. I declare a recovery, a recovery of wasted years, a recovery of stolen goods. Right now, put your hands together, command a recovery of wasted years, stolen goods, stolen goods. Wasted years, lost opportunity, lost opportunity, no more foolish errands, any grounds lost, any goose lost to the adversary is being recovered on the account of the blood of Jesus. Favors lost, opportunity lost are being recovered right now. Stolen goods are being recovered right now. Joy and peace and happiness lost are being recovered right now on the account of the blood of Jesus. Say yes. Go ahead. Job 15 said, 
And in all the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. That is Job 42. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. Job 42. 15. 15. Look at 15. Uh -huh, go ahead. And in all, and in all the, land, the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them an inheritance among the brethren. He lost them, but he didn't lose his faith. Tell somebody, no matter what you're going through, don't lose your faith. Yeah, yeah. L listen, go to Luke 18. Eh? Go to Luke 18. Go to Luke 18. Look at something. Look at Luke 18, 1. And then come to Luke 18, 8. Uh -huh. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that yes. men ought always to pray and not to faint. To pray every now and then. No, sir. To pray when they feel like praying. No, sir. To pray when everything is okay. But to pray... Always. To pray, always. To pray, always. To pray, always. Good times, bad times. It's required of us to what? Pray. pray. And you can only pray if you have faith in God. Because prayer is the highest expression of faith. Now look at verse 8. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. You see? You see what God is so interested in? He said, is that a possibility? To find faith, to find people still praying on earth when the Son of Man returns because of the things that will come to the earth, the fear, and the things that the enemy will throw at the children of life, that there is a possibility so many people will lose their faith in God, will doubt the word of God, question the word of God, doubt God, lose their faith in God. Job didn't. He had twice as much as he had before. David did not doubt God. He had more and became the son, the father of Jesus. The father of Jesus. Son of David. Son of David. They called Jesus the son of David because he didn't lose his faith in God. I don't know where you are. And I don't know what you're dealing with. And I don't know the unanswered questions on your mind. But one thing I know, one thing I know is that God always works it out. God is faithful. God is working even when we don't feel him, when we don't see him. He's working. He neither slumber nor sleeps. And the fact that you don't see him, you don't feel him, you don't hear him, don't mean God is dead. God is not dead. He's alive. Hear me. Delays are not denials. He doesn't come when we want him or need him, but he always comes on time. The three Hebrew young men were thrown into the furnace of fire and Jesus could have interrupted and stopped it before they got in. He didn't do anything. He waited. When they were in the mix of the fire, he stepped in as the fourth man. And that was when the king saw a vision, a hidden king, saw a revelation and said, did we not throw three men into the fire? Who is the fourth man as of the son of God? This situation you find yourself in, may I prophesy to you, it will end in a testimony. I'm telling you. Yeah. You know, I was telling them that I preached for 45 years. The greatest gift 
I ever had in ministry for 45 years didn't come from a Christian. It came from an atheist. An atheist. He said, I've watched you. You've convinced me that God is real. And he said, I want to bless you. And the gift he gave me is the biggest since I've been in ministry. It wasn't an unbeliever that gave me that gift. It was an unbeliever. An atheist. Somebody who didn't know anything about Jesus. He said, who is this Jesus? Tell me. Explain. Jesus? Who is he? And I was telling the church the other day, I said, the reason why you got to love people is because you never know who God will use to bless you. You see this land where we are, all this land, it wasn't given to me by a Christian. It was given to me by an Alaji, Alaji Abbas, Cuba, of blessed memory. It was Alaji Abbas who gave me this land. He called me on the 24th of December, 30 years ago, and said, Osofo, assalamu alaikum. And I said, Alaji, alaikum salam. And he said, I, I want to show you something. And he said, meet me on that road. And he brought me here. And said, what do you think about this land? I said, good. And he said, I'll talk to President Rawlings. I think you can have it. That is how I got it. It was a Muslim that gave me this land. <clears throat> when, when you sow, when you sow, stop looking for the result to come from the places you want it to come from. God chooses and decides how to bless you, who to use to bless you, and when. It is his choice. Put your hands together and, and thank him. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We subject God to reasoning. We subject God to reasoning. You know, for God, he said, Paul said the other day, he said, when I am weak, then I'm strong. That's what God said. God said, from, from my perspective, you are strong when you are weak. And God doesn't see evil as evil. He sees evil as good. That's why he said, all things work together for your good. It doesn't matter what you call it, what happens, good, the bad, and the ugly. I have programmed already before time appointed that anything that comes your way, at the end of the day, it will work for your good. Come on, somebody, put your hands together. Tell somebody it's working. It's working. It's working. It's working for your good. You see, hear me. That's why Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but God, but God, but God, but God. Somebody say, but, 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 but God, but God. Somebody say, but God, but God, but God, but God, but God, but God turned the evil for good. I declare whatever they have programmed in the womb of 2022, as evil to bring pain and grief. Let it turn for good. Put your hands together. Let the evil turn for good. Let it turn. Let every evil turn. Let it turn for good. Let that which is meant for pain, for grief, turn for good. Celebration. Good. For good. For good. For good. For good and not for evil. For good. Amen. Hear me. See now, God sees differently. Yeah. What we call evil means nothing to God. Yeah. God says, you see it as evil. You see it as bad. But it means nothing. It cannot stop my plan. Jeremiah 20, 
9-11. He said, I know the thoughts I have of you. I know the plans I have planned for you. They are plans of good and not of evil. And it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter the adversities that comes your way. It will still not stop my good plans. My plan stands anyway for many, many, many other devices in the hearts of a man towards my people. Nevertheless, my counsel shall stand. The counsel of the Lord will stand no matter what. At the end of it all, it will be in our favor. It will turn in our favor. This week from today, let the tables turn in our favor. Let circumstances turn in our favor. Let the situation turn in your favor. Somebody say, turn, turn, turn. Turn in my favor. It's turning, it's turning, it's turning. If you believe it's turning, put your hands together and give him praise. Praise him. Praise him. It's turning. It's turning in your favor. It's turning in somebody's favor. Let it turn in favor of our kids. It's turning in favor of our children. It's turning. Hear me. Hear me. You are a finished product. You are not. You are not being perfected. You're, you're already done. You're a finished product. I'm telling you. Because God declares the end from the beginning. Our end is already determined. And between now and then, so many things happen that you and I are ignorant of. But God is not ignorant of it. He has already determined how things will end. And it doesn't matter what's going on right now. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. It will turn in your favor. Our end will be better than our past. Job's latter was better than his past. May the Lord increase you greatly. May the Lord make you stronger and better than your enemies. If you believe it, put your hands together and say yes. Say yes. Come on, somebody. Say yes. Anyone that has devised your head, anyone that has taken your name and your picture anyway to hurt you, let it backfire in the name of Jesus. Let it backfire in the name of Jesus. And I declare, anyone that will try you by any power, by any means, by any weapon, in the name of Jesus, let them go down. Let them go down. Put your hands up. Let them go down. Let them go down. Let them lose their defenses. Let their tongues be divided. Let there be confusion in their camp. Who divides our head? In the name of Jesus, say yes. Say yes. Say yes. You know, the Bible said in the book of Exodus, they came to the waters of Mara. In Exodus chapter... 15 verse 23. They came to the waters of Mara. They were thirsty. And the Bible said the waters were bitter. The waters were bitter. And, and, and Moses cried out. And God said, look at, look at that tree by the water. I told an angel in the time of creation to put it there. And in, in that tree is their power and the ability to turn bitter into sweet. I declare whatever is bitter in your life. Whatever has become bitter, bitter marriages, bitter relationships, bitter businesses, anything, any group of people who have said, you, you will taste pepper, you will taste pepper. 
any good of people who said you're married and your situation will be like pepper, like pepper. Today, we turn bitter into sweet. We turn, we turn pepper, pepper into honey, pepper into honey. Put your hands together, declare right now. We turn every bitter situation to sweet and any pepper situation into honey, 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 honey. Put your hands together, declare, declare honey for pepper, sweet for bitter, sweet for bitter. Honey for pepper. Come on, somebody. Put your hands together. Honey. Honey for pepper. Sweet for bitter. Paluta kan. Delay to kalans. Safala kunta wanda. Mayandu kadiba sa. Ishandu kawan. Selakuta dan. Palunda kawahasa. Amayakutundu lafa. Hey. Kulamahan. Kudeli katan. Kufandi kasan. Palakadun masa. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 6.18. Ephesians 6.18. Ephesians 6.18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Pray every now and then. No. Pray every now and then. No, sir. Pray when you feel good. No, sir. Pray when you are happy. No, sir. Pray when you are excited. No, sir. Pray when you are at peace. But pray always. Pray Always pray, 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 no matter what. Pray irrespective, you have no choice in the matter. There's no, you have no choice in this matter. There's no alternative. Pray when you feel like praying, pray when you are up, pray when you are down, pray when you are sad, pray when you are happy. There is no other way. Trust and obey. For there is no other way. No other way to be happy. Jesus, but to trust and obey. When we has a plan A. That's the only way. That's the only way. Go ahead. 
Ephesians 6.18. Right. Praying always. Praying with all always. prayer. With what? All prayer and supplication. There and is still a prayer you haven't prayed. Because there was a prayer Job didn't pray. And until he prayed that prayer, his situation remained the same. It was the day he prayed for others that God turned his captivity. Pray for others. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who hurt you. Stop being bitter. Stop being hurt. Stop being offended. You are too offended. Everything hurts you. Everything offends you. Why are you like that? Turn to somebody and say, you cry. Why are you like that? <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Amen? Yeah, go ahead. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Watching thereunto with what? All perseverance. All perseverance. And supplication. And supplication. For all saints. He didn't say for you. He said for others. That's the key. If we will stop praying only for ourselves and pray for others. If we pray for the children of others, if we care a little bit for others, if we stop being critical of everything and others and pray for others, we'll be better people. Better people. Happier than we've ever been. Amen. We know you are blessed by that word of God and look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events, books, and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven three six one five one one one. Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today. And may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.